Hello. Hello. Industry. Industry. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Industry Tactics Podcast. I'm your loyal host, Friendly Rich, and on episode 125 today, we are pairing up, partnering with the Markham Jazz Festival. Uh, The TD Markham Jazz Festival happens from August 20th to 22nd, 2021, and I'll be performing as part of this festival on the 22nd at 1 p.m., so check that out. Go to MarkhamJazzFestival.com for more information, and it is my honor to introduce their artistic director, someone I've known for years and has been a great supporter and friend, Sarah Kim Turnbull. We get into it. We talk about leadership in pandemic times, artistic growth in pandemic times, and um, and uh, perseverance, what it takes to uh, to lead a jazz festival through, uh, through these strange times we've all been living through. So lots to learn here. Cue it up. Here it comes now. Episode 125 in partnership with the Markham Jazz Festival. My talk with Sarah Kim Turnbull. Welcome to my blue room. It's a little messy, but uh, delighted to see you. Welcome to Industry Tactics, Sarah Kim Turnbull. Thank you. It's really nice to be here. Where are you today? Where do we find you? You're in uh, Whitby. I am in, no, I'm in Sealy's Bay. Sealy's Bay. Is, uh, yeah, yeah, north of Kingston. Okay, okay. Is that where you're farming milk? No, no, that is in Coors Landing, which is where my family is, and which is kind of where I'm normally based. And yes, we it is a dairy farm, so that okay. that's been pretty interesting. That that's a new life since uh, leaving Toronto <laughs> during COVID. Wow. Um, but no, this place actually, I'm a caretaker, for lack of a better word, of a, a really beautiful old farmhouse here in Sealy's Bay. Um, it was owned by. My godfather, uh, who passed away last August, oh. who was just larger than life. Um, he was a, an artist and a, a builder, and oh. he restored this century home. Um, okay. And it's it's a work of art in and of itself. And uh, after he passed, I said, "Well, I'll take care of it for now. You don't have to change any, you know." Uh-huh. So, so my wow. uh, yeah, his wife just gave her a bit of time, and uh, yeah, and so I, it's it's been a pleasure. And and I've, I have these daydreams of using this space to have. Artists come, people come. I've had like Kelsey uh, McNulty has come and stayed for a week and made some music and hung Amazing. out. And and I, you know, like I had, it, it's a really creative, beautiful space. And that was how Walter used it. And, uh, oh, and I'm, you know, 
yeah, I feel pretty lucky to be hanging out here. Well, um, I'm glad Walter made it onto the podcast. A tip of the hat, and I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, thank you. No, that's, uh, yeah, it's me, me too. That's nice. <laughs> y- you were pretty close with him? Yeah. Yeah, he was a really good family friend and, uh, and you know, was around kind of all growing up and uh, and just, you know, one of those characters, like a character. He, mm-hmm. he was this large Austrian man and had this thick Austrian accent and, um, you know, always wanted good drinks and good food mm-hmm. and threw these big parties and encouraged all of us to howl at the moon. And, and he was just a really vibrant, vibrant person that uh, I like him, so I like yeah. him already. Yeah. Oh, you would. Yeah. yeah. You would, you would, yeah. He was, uh, you know, and and loved everything from, you know, opera to, um, yeah, to you know, like he introduced me to metal and introduced me to, you know, lot lots of kind of different things. He was, uh, yeah, he's he was a character. Keep talking. This is great. And so you're <laughs> so you're at his place now periodically through like you're you're between Sealy's Bay and you cut out there a little bit. Where is the dairy farm? Yeah, the dairy farm is in Gore's Landing, which is where I grew up, and uh, and it's uh, my boyfriend is a dairy farmer, oh, and he is he's a yeah like a block away from my parents' place. So when COVID happened, I uh-huh. I left Toronto and uh, and moved on to the dairy farm, and uh, you know I, as you know I work with my dad, so so it worked, and we were all kind of bubbled together, yeah. and yeah. Um, yeah, so it went from you know like jazz bars to the milking parlor. Unbelievable. The milking, the milking <laughs> parlor sounds like my kind of scene. It is that that is the jazz bar. It's the same thing. The milking parlor. <laughs> it's kind of a good metaphor for jazz, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, what's your title at the, the Markham Jazz Festival? Because this is a co-presentation with the Markham Jazz Festival, this podcast episode. Are you arti- you're the artistic director? Did I get it right? That's right. How many years have you been at that with Markham Jazz? This is my uh, sixth year. Six as years. Director. Yeah. Wow. What an evolution. And now to, 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 to pull the, help pull the festival through what we've been living through this last 18 months um, and a canceled year in between there and, and just picking up the pieces from last year. Uh, I know how it ends, but what's your trajectory? Or it's not ending; you're continuing. But what's your trajectory been over the last five years ish of of running that festival? Yeah, it's um, it, it's been a really neat exploration, and it, it's really fun. Like uh, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is that one of the nice things about the Markham Jazz Festival is that it's primarily free. Oh. We do one, yeah, one ticketed concert, but otherwise we're um, uh, funded, of course, by TD Bank, but uh, but by uh, the granting bodies and um, uh, provincial and federal and and local, of course, in wow. uh, in Markham, and uh, and so we're able just to to present a lot of stuff, which has been amazing because it, it's not like I'm thinking about oh this needs to sell tickets or we need to make money here right. I just get to um, you know it's three stages and uh, over the course of three days and and just present a ton and it was always my thinking on it was to be really diverse and uh, 
I remember Josh Grossman, I hope he doesn't mind that I'm quoting him, but the artistic director of the Toronto Jazz Festival saying that, you know, jazz festivals are really about, you know, um, what, uh, you know, what is inspired by jazz and what inspires jazz. And uh, and I, I took that really broadly. It was like, okay, great. That means we can present just about anything yeah. because you can kind of make those correlations yeah. to, uh, to the genre. Yeah. Um, and that's what we get to do. So I, I get to present some really, uh, really cool stuff and, and jazz. And as your role in artistic director has evolved, have you been in the mix when they go after those funding who goes after those funding uh bodies to keep things sustainable is that you as well don't say that to you no okay good we have a team yeah great. and uh, we've we've had a really great artistic director um for a long time a woman named linda briggs and uh, and now it's uh, a woman named christy day has stepped into the role uh but that's those are huge jobs and uh, and basically they go and uh, spend a ton of time writing grants uh, i know you've done lots of that yourself and you know how yeah. huge they are and you called yeah. them artistic directors did you mean that no, sorry, executive. Executive. Oh, I see. Okay, so it has an executive director. What's her name? Uh, Christy. I would have met her last week. You did, yeah. Okay, that, yeah. Tall, statuesque, beautiful woman. I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't realize Christy was the was the executive director. Okay, so it's a yeah. it's a relatively small team. I also met the president, um, whose name I should know. That was Linda. Sorry. That was Linda, Linda Briggs. Linda Briggs. Okay. Oh, oh. So former executive director is now president and member of the board, I guess. That's great. That, that's okay. nice. Okay. Thanks for connecting the dots on all that. So, so you have Christy and you have Linda and it's on solid footing there. Um, pretty sustainable. I love the free model. I love that it's accessible. Um, how did you get Thank to you. know them? Like, how did you come into that role? Did it just, did they ask you one day? No, um, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I suppose yes, they did, but I came about it. I was working with uh, Michael Lacapinti uh, before I was an artistic director. I worked for quite a while as a booking agent, yeah. and I was booking tours right. in Canada, and I was booking tours in Europe, and um, trying to bring bands back and forth. And uh, I and I was working with Michael Lacapinti for a while, yeah. 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 And he um, so he brought me on and and worked under him, and uh, and then in his transition, I. I, uh, I made the case that, uh, you know, they, they had musicians doing it and I came at it from, a, um, you know, the, I guess the other thing we, we, you know, about me, you know, through the arts management program. And, uh, and so I was coming at it from an administrative point of view. And, uh, and so it, it just worked. It was a kind of a natural next step. And uh, right. Cause you did arts management at U of T. Yeah. 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 With our, our beloved professor Stanbridge. Yeah. <laughs> philately, philately, philately. Okay. Um, so that's fantastic. So, so that this has always been kind of part of your, your, your world, what you're passionate about. Did it, did it feel like a, a coming home in a way? Like, have, like, have you really been able to um, exercise a lot of what you've learned in this role as artistic director of Markham Jazz? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it, you know, it's it's an evolution and it's a a, a progression. Um, you know, as you're thinking about these ideas, and yeah, uh, yeah. but it, it certainly, you know, I guess studying that was just kind of the start of. You know, I, I knew that I wanted to be presenting the arts. I knew that I wanted to be making art. I wanted to be connecting with people in that way. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, you know, one thing kind of led to 
to the next, like doing booking agent work. God, God bless booking agents out there. That yeah. is, that is tough work yeah. and it's, uh, yeah. it, it's hard to do. Um, it was nice to, to be on the buying side, you know, to be on the other side of the table is, uh, is kind of a neat thing. And, and there's a creative freedom in that you, wow. um, and a responsibility. I've been thinking about, about kind of arts presentation and what that means, especially as yeah. we've kind of gone through this pandemic. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like ha- having the opportunity to create space and, and oh, nice. uh, you know, and, and just, cre- yeah, just hopefully, yeah. Uh, Hopefully, giving giving voice in yep. you know to, to the artists that, that are telling us what's going on. Yeah, yeah, and I I love I love wh- where you're at with that. I think like I want to hear more about that. I want to hear more about like some of the thinking that you've had the opportunity of doing uh, in the milk parlor <laughs> of um, jazz. Yeah, yeah, the milk parlor <laughs> of jazz. But like I I I think it's really. Um, yeah, it's really neat that you I, I didn't correlate those two things of being a booking agent and then being a buyer in the current role that you're in of like, like actually de- seeing it from both ends and, and what that means, right? Like, it just gives you a bit of a bigger picture and, and appreciation for all of the nonsense. This, ta- this, in, this uh, podcast is industry tactics after all. So you're seeing it from both ends of that of that weird um, industry that went dormant and is now kind of coming back out of, out of its, uh, out of its hibernation in, in a lot of ways. So. Yeah. And looking so different. I mean, we don't, you know, in so many ways, I don't, you know, it's yeah. like our, this festival is, is going to be almost entirely virtual and we're now we're making movies. Like that's not what we do. Right. We, we put stages and we put people on them and, and right. we, you know, set up sound. Um, so it's been a very different uh, experience. So, you know, are you, I was just thinking about you as I was getting ready for this. Are you done your prep for the August for the festival? Is it now like going into like, are you like, all right, well, there was the artistic direction. Now you guys got to deliver it essentially. Well, we're still no in that we have finished all of the recordings. Okay. Uh, so that part of it's done, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and now we just have to put it together in a in some kind of cohesive festival sense. So I'm not doing the physical editing, which is great. No. We've got to re- Okay. great team doing that um but but i'm putting together you know the order and then we've got uh, we've, we've created a bunch of interviews um wow. we've got an mc and there's uh, you know the intros are happening of course and you know so there's still a lot of pieces that are are coming together and my guess is we'll be doing it right down to the wire yeah well that's good that's good it gives it that <laughs> festival vibe but like that's right you know you know all the school we could have possibly gone to would not have prepared us for the last 18 months. And and we've seen nothing but new challenges, like the, the, the stuff that, you know, no one would have had the, had the guts to predict. It's like, or the, 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 uh, the creativity or, or um, imagination to, to predict. So how do you, how were you, I know we canceled last year outright because everything was really kind of confused, but how, I I remember getting that call from you saying like, you know, many of us haven't rehearsed with our bands for the last 12 months or whatever it had been. It's like, how do you even think of like, what was your, um, what was your approach to, as you were kind of saying earlier, trying to make space for artists, just listening and enabling 
how what was your approach coming out of this like as as things started to thaw a little bit and knock on wood that it continues to thaw but yeah yeah um it, I, I guess it was just just asking those questions i mean it, it became obvious very quickly as you know even in, in our conversation when i called to say hey what are you thinking about or what you know like people's heads just aren't in the same spot that they used to be. And, uh, you know, they've been thinking about different things. What I kept hearing from artists is on, on one hand, it gave them a huge amount of time to explore and to write music and to, you know, like friends and musicians that I knew that had been on the road, had been touring constantly, um, all of a sudden just were at home. And, and so we're writing music and, and getting creative and and doing different things. So, um, so it, it just, it kind of came out very quickly that, I mean, it just, we were all living it, you know, mm-hmm. everyone was feeling different and it, it, nothing sort of felt like it used to. So it was just interesting to, to ask those questions, you know, where are you at and what are you making and what are you thinking about? And then what's that going to look like on our stage? Cause it, uh, right. yeah, immediately we understood that, okay, it's not as simple as just calling and hiring a band and saying, great, can you come and do this set from this time? time and it, it which was so interesting and to me it was so much um uh, it was you know more interesting than than programming festivals in the past to to actually interesting interesting yeah you know to actually talk to artists about what you know yeah what are you thinking about how how have you existed through this what has your life been like yeah and was it did, just to like nuts and bolts approach to that question though did you go back to the artists that you had booked for the prior festival is that was that like your starting point and then you massaged it from there yeah yeah many of them of course you know it's uh, like you're always kind of thinking about projects you want to work on or or something you want to do with it with some with a band you see or something so um yeah you know like i mean you're a prime example i've been excited about getting friendly rich on a markham jazz fest stage for for quite some time we've talked about different ideas and and Mm -hmm. approached it so yeah you know of course you go back to the drawing board and you know all of it is 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 about the relationships and about talking to people. And, uh, yeah. and so that was, you know, I, I just sort of went back to, to the conversations that I was having when we were thinking about a real festival and, and then just tried to explore conversations with them. You know, some people were yeah. just like, no, I just want to book my band. Like, Great. Like if that's where you're at, perfect. <laughs> Easy <laughs> and then, enough. I can understand yeah. that. Right. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. And then other people were much more like, well, you know, here's what I'm making and mm-hmm. I'd love to present this. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, you're an example. And um Adrian Ferrugia brought a bunch of new music and Mr. Oh, uh, you know, Servini and his project Turboprop. Um, yeah, and it was, you know, a bunch of tunes that he hasn't recorded yet and hasn't, oh, wow. you know, the, like these were the, the first few times they were even playing them as a band. Oh, and, great, great. Um, yeah, it is great. Like, how great is that to to get to hear that and to get that recorded? Like, yeah. we now have this footage of that. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. it's neat. Yeah, I do like the idea of trying to meet the artist where they were at. And I, 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 I thought that was really um, sensitive from your end and like really um, necessary. Like I, I, I'd been getting approaches from some other festivals and, and it was just like, you know, cause I think everyone has like real like anxiety that I didn't even know I could have, you know, cause I, like, I'll say yes to any gig anytime. Right. Like if, if especially if a festival is coming asking it, and all of a sudden I'm like, saying no to certain festivals because it just felt like the COVID thing was a little too, at that time anyway, now it's, we're seeming a little more free with it, but it's like, 
you you had that sensitivity um coming in and empathy i think to to be like hey wait wait why don't you do it on on your terms or or around a project that might not like you may not have been the same artist i approached you uh, uh, when i first approached you to do the festival which is interesting right um yeah i feel like i'm a dumber artist because i was reflecting on what the hell we did just recently and i'm like man sarah kim came at me asking for the sinatra project and what do i deliver something totally oh, different and weird it was but cool. anyway. it, yeah it wasn't giving too much away you know i'm not having say. regrets i'm just asking questions like i I'm weird that way. I was just like, it, it was it jazz? Who cares? It was jazz. It's, of course it was jazz. It was free jazz. It was, of course it was jazz. It yeah. was very clearly jazz. It definitely wasn't uh, that Sinatra was, project, but anyway. anyway <laughs> no, good. it was puppets and, and poetry and, and it was, uh, oh no, that's, that's marvelous. I think, yeah, that's Amen. fabulous. It was, it was different it was than really Sinatra, cool. the, the, the Sinatra project. It was different than Sinatra and that's fine. I mean, it goes back to that idea of kind of the obligation as arts presenters, you know, yeah. and, and I think, I think it's our obligation mm -hmm. to, um, to, to be honest about what's going on and, and to, you know, like if, if that's what we're doing, if we are, are there to, um, to help kind of create, create a stage and, um, then, then we need to be listening to the stories about what's happening. And, and what was important to me wasn't to create a festival that we were pretending was still a festival and we were just putting it, it just happens to be online this year. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, like we, we just went through a pandemic. Like, let's talk about that and, yeah. and let's present yeah. a festival that says, Hey, like, how are, how are you? You know, yeah. how'd that go? Yeah. <laughs> no, I really, I really appreciate this discussion with you and, and your approach. Are you, as a, as a, as an arts leader, are you talking with, um other um artistic directors like you mentioned josh other jazz festivals other arts festivals in general just and what's the pulse you're getting what are you learning from these conversations like what has really stuck with you yeah well i i'm certainly you know we're not alone and definitely you know there's there's really there's in the jazz community there's, there's a great organization that brings together the jazz festivals and they talk a lot and and uh, it's been super helpful and it it's neat and, and there seems to be this openness uh, there always was but but an added openness for collaboration and uh, and and a desire for dialogue and and communication and you know everyone's these aren't new ideas you know everyone's going through right. the same thing and uh, and just trying to figure out what it means to present online and and whether it's important or valuable or meaningful mm -hmm. um and and how, how how to make that meaningful like sure you don't get a ton of people zooming in or you know logging in for online concerts but uh, but i you know it still has its purpose and uh and and we still have a role as as presenters so it, it's yeah it, it's been neat to talk to other festivals and it seems like things are opening up so it's hopeful and in fact yeah. i feel that markham jazz we're, we're only doing one live show okay um but i'm seeing lots of other festivals that are are, are starting you know doing smaller shows and and getting yeah. getting lots more live stuff yeah. happening which is um, yeah it's exciting yeah. knock on knock on wood that that is the, the that that is what we ride into next year in fact but are, are you were, were you worried about that were you concerned about like like i'm assuming you and christy and linda and everybody on the team had to be like okay we're taking a stance we're gonna do this virtually this year we're gonna learn a shit ton and we're gonna be stronger for it it's not gonna be for everybody 
um, there will be patrons that may not even like it and may not even have the technological prowess to even log on, but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is or, or like, was that a big discussion at your planning table? For sure, for sure, and I'm, I'm sure at, at most festivals, Had to you know, have been. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Do we like how how much of a chance do you take on where you're going to be at and whether restrictions are open and what you're allowed to do? Yeah, and, I yeah, feel you your know, pain. You know, yeah, I feel your lot, pain. lots of dialogue about that. Yeah, um, yeah. but you you but, did it. You made a choice. And let others judge whether it was right or wrong or who cares. You made a choice in the middle of a global health pandemic and you let, helped to lead a team through it. So I just think we're yeah, all better for it. Yeah. Standing back and watching, you know, seeing bands. Come, I mean, I feel so lucky because I actually was, you know, in the room and, yeah. and at these recordings. And, you know, musicians are so, uh, pardon the pun, jazz to be yeah. um to be there. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. You're just yeah. like, okay, yeah, like whatever happens with this we're here in this room. Like and that was a win. Like a good call. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, like, I feel like that alone was a win. And what, what, what you're going to put forward in August is a win. And I don't even think the question should be, was it the right or wrong decision? I think it was like, it, it was you, like, I just full, full congratulations to you for pushing forward a vision in the middle of all this mess. You know, like, I just think it's cause it's, I think we're all really good planners. All of us whatever organization or type of um, pursuit we're, we're, we, we've been involved in. But this thing has been like next to impossible, whether you're a high school teacher trying to organize a graduation and Doug Ford says, okay, quick, make it in person. Yeah. Cause I want it in person versus yeah. um, 10 people or 25 or 30 or yeah, know, it was, okay. it's, it's no, impossible to navigate. So I really think you've done a great job in, Thanks. in making something happen and bringing people together and so right like it's a whole it is community building and the whole thing that you're doing and and so yeah. better than hey another year canceled right it's just like it's something different than that so it feels like we're we're making progress anyway i hope yeah yeah and that's that's all that matters it just keeps that dialogue going and and yeah and you nailed it it's uh it's you know it's community that's that's our job so so yeah. i know that we're partnering on this podcast and we're moving ahead with um i had great conversations that are coming up with um allison ow and brandy disterheft um and uh elena capillaris but are you what's exciting you about this year's festival? If you might kind of try to dissect the lineup and, and share with our, our, our listeners what they can look forward to and how it's presented. Cause you've actually had a sneak peek on it cause they're pre-recorded. Right. So that's, yeah. that's fun. It is. It is fun. Well, we, we were in uh, three different uh, venues. We were at the uh, the Porsche dealership in Markham, which was kind of a unique space. Um, we were at our, our usual uh, stage spot at the, the Mackay Art Gallery. We set up a tent oh. uh, in the back of the uh, the backyard and filmed there. And then we were at a really great um, venue in Oshawa called the Biltmore Theatre. Um, so it, it was neat to kind of have these these different spaces. And, uh, and, and it is, you know, we're... Uh, it's a great year because we're all over the map. We've got, um, we've yeah, we've got. I mean, we've got this 
free jazz um, experience, which I'm uh, I'm really excited to present. Um, another project I was really looking forward to is uh, is Joy Lap, um, and she's uh, she's a steel pan player right. and brought an incredible uh, band, uh, including Larnell Lewis and uh, Elmer Frere and Rob Christian and Jeremy Ledbetter, and it was just oh, awesome. Wow. And it was it's just so fun, and it's uh, it's really kind of fabulous to see the steel pan like that. Um, so. That that was really cool. Um, a guitar player, Jocelyn Gould, uh, off of her Juno win. So that's always oh, wow. exciting for us. Yeah, she's uh, she's really she's really great. Um, yeah, and then Elmer Frere, um, another really fabulous guitar player, uh, brought a, a superb band. Um, so it's 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 a lot of fun. There's a lot of uh, different stuff uh you know we're uh, we're yeah. exploring lots of different jazz um and uh, and our live show um is uh diane braithwaite and chris whiteley so oh, uh, wow. that's the blues yeah so we got got some blues got some jazz incredible. got some free jazz incredible yeah, it's, it's gonna be fun how do you go about like what, what how do you go about i mean i know this year was just upside down but how do you typically go about kind of crafting a three-day lineup like that, that that tries to go all over the place musically and, and other. I mean, really, it's like, it's the best part of a job like this. Like, as you know, um, in the industry, there's lots of industry events and you get to go to showcases and you get to, you go see a lot of live music. And so for me, it's just shows that I get excited about. Like I, I obviously go see a lot of live music back when that used to be a thing. And right. I love to go to those, uh, those different shows cases and um uh you know you, you see bands that you like and yeah. you hear what people are talking about and so really it's just kind of a you know it's like i uh, i want to be excited by it but i also just want to listen and hear what other people are thinking about and um and i you know i ask a lot i, I like talking to people about music yeah um in particular like i start with our team like our team represents our community right. and uh so i'm you know i, I just constantly like what are you listening to send me youtube clips send okay, me you know okay. I, I send out ideas. I do this like Markham Jazz Fest radio um, newsletter every once in a while and just send out a bunch of YouTube clips of, of bands that I'm hearing and Very listening cool. to. It always sparks dialogue, you know, yeah. and lots of people are like, I don't like that. I don't get it. I'm like, yeah, that's great. great. You know, yeah. me neither or whatever, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. um, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then from there you kind of, you know, like, you know, what's sort of hot out there and you try yeah. to get them to come to your festival and um yeah. Was that whole team that you were working with at the Biltmore Theater, were those like, did you know, what was his name that was doing sound? Was that Jacob? Is my memory yeah. correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Jacob Ameda. Like, yeah, no, I met him actually at a different, I'm a part of a festival called Cultivate um, in oh, wow. Port Hope oh, wow. and uh, met him at that. And uh, and it was more just in that shift of, you know, we worked with a, a professional sound company when we were doing our big festival, but this was different, you know, oh, to wow. we needed a, a camera crew and yeah. we needed a, a sound person that, you know, was uh, was adept at live sound, yep. but, but also could handle it in the context of filming it. Otherwise, um, I mean, for the four people that were in the in the place when you were filming it, great live sound, but that's not really what the ask was, right? It's like, how do we translate yeah. this? Yeah, are you, well, are you happy with the footage, like overall, like what you've captured as a a, a new newly minted television station or yeah. <laughs> jazz festival, whatever you are these days? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I, I really am. I really am. It's uh, it does. It looks great. It's it's a lot of learning, and uh, you know, and luckily we uh, we hired uh, great great professionals. Uh, and shout out to uh, to Genie Lamp Studios are the guys who came and did that with us. That's and, important. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They they knew what they were doing and really were able to to guide us. Um, so you know, mm. of course, I I can watch lots of things and go, oh, I wish we'd done a bit like this, or I wish we'd done yeah, that. Sure. But it was important. To, we've we've struggled with this idea of live. You know, what does it mean to be live? The very first one we did, we we actually live streamed it, and okay. realized like the technical difficulties of it, kind of the pain and stress of it, right. didn't really seem worth it for what the audience got out of it right. compared with. You know, if you get a proper recording that looks good, yep. most importantly, sounds good. I've, yep. I've learned that people will accept you know, less than great video if the sound quality is is bang on. Yep. Um, so we were trying to go for both. We wanted great sound quality. We wanted great video. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really pleased with it. It's uh, it, it's interesting. You know, you learn about lighting and you yeah. learn about you yeah. Know, I saw that. I mean, I'm not thinking about. We're, we're we're in a way we're re rethinking showbiz the way it's all supposed to like so I, I get what you're saying about like the the live streaming of it may not have been as on point as you wanted it to be w- when you tried that so how how will you yeah. now now that you're thinking now that you've gathered all the material how will you what how are you what's the strategy for packaging it and putting it out there in, in an innovative way? Like what, what, what's your approach? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how innovative it'll be. We're going to use YouTube hey, and, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's and our television our, stations, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah okay. Our, uh, our website. Yeah. Um, and, but we are going to set it up like a festival. So it, it starts on the Friday evening and okay. we go from uh, seven until nine um, on the Saturday. It's the full day of programming like if you were coming to our festival and uh, and we like it to feel like that we still want it you know if the shows are intro like like you're at a real show yeah and and the bands play through and that was another important mm-hmm. thing you know lots of bands were like okay if we're not really happy with that you know can it and and you know do this and it's like nope just run it like a show just just yep. go through beginning to end and uh so that's kind of our balance of of that live experience you know and uh, yeah well, is there a, this is me now just getting uh, freaky on you. Is there a, would there be a way to broadcast it somewhere like in a, in a town square or something? I don't know Markham well enough to know if there's like an opportunity to like put it on a, like an outdoor. Rich, why didn't I think of that? That's great. We should absolutely do that. I mean, I, I heard of people getting together. Certainly the Jazz Fest committee was going to get together for a, a screening. Like a watch a along. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. that's a great idea. It would be lovely. We uh, we interviewed um, the mayor of Markham for the festival, which was great and interesting. To, oh, very um, good. Again, just, you know, like. Ask them how how was that for you? Yep. How was COVID? I mean, obviously you're running a city, but you're also a person with a family, and and right. how did that go? You know, so uh, um, that's cool. yeah, I, I think that would be awesome. It would be so cool to to sort of see that on on a big screen somehow, or or I just hope that people can get together with whoever they can yeah. and yeah. and you know, and and tune in for stuff that they're interested in. You know, I'm, I I don't have any illusions that anyone is going to sit all day and yeah. watch the whole festival, but, but, it's, but cool. it's cool to be able to. Yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. it's cool that it's got like I'm assuming like uh, the way you do like premieres in in YouTube, it'll have like that 
live, everybody's watching it at the same time vibe to it, eh? That's right. That's what we're going for. Well, and there's great. always, you know, the, the YouTube chat is is great. And yeah. uh, um, yep. uh, one of our uh, board members, Mark Lemieux, runs our Facebook and our YouTube. And he, you know, he's, he's got that going and, and really engages with that. And it's been fun doing the recordings after the fact because uh, the musicians uh, often will engage with that as well. Yeah. So it, it's nice. They're actually, yep. you know, joining in a conversation oh, as we I all sit it. there and watch the show. I dig you know, it. It's, we'll, it's um, we'll try. If I'm in town, I'll try to get together with um Corey who wrote Corey? that piece yeah. and we'll do like a live Instagram or something uh, that'd be great it'd be fun and and it's uh yeah it's it's nice for the audience members to uh, yeah. to feel that connection as they're watching this show and I mean the whole thing really I guess just it made me hopeful you know it's <laughs> excuse me we can go through something like this and it feels like an industry and it did uh, you know an That's industry great. fell apart yeah um, yeah yeah, but nice. People aren't going to stop making art and, and, and it's, you know, they're creative people and they're going to come up with a creative way to express what's going on. And I, I, I I've come away from it feeling hopeful about, about the arts, you know, hopeful that no, we'll, we'll figure it out or we're, you know, we're going to find a way to, to keep making art. That's the quote right there, gentle listeners. We are here with an interview, an exclusive interview with the artistic director. The first of, of uh, no, I, well, I haven't art, interviewed many. I've interviewed a few. And I think it's a real art form to uh, something I've, I've done in a prior life is booking um, an arts festival, a, a, a jazz festival in your case, which is a real challenge, right? But it's like the, just that definition of, of jazz and how you approach it. I think it's really, um, really inspiring. That last bit that you just said is like art and creativity and the sense of t uh, connection and community between us all is um, it is the glue. It is the, the, the hopeful bits of what I've taken from, from COVID too is like um, interviews like this podcast and, 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 and learning from artists, asking them the question that you've been asking a lot of, which is what, what kind of an artist what do you want to be coming out of out of covid and and out of this pandemic and what do you want to say like what's of value to you you know so i think i think you're like that's what inspired me really uh like profoundly when we spoke about you know um uh about how to approach this and what we could do together and i found that uplifting i really do i i think it's like the in the middle of a downer that we're in, you know, I think that is the, the, the light that's kind of shining through. So it's, um, thank you for, for all the work that you do, Sarah Kim. It's great. That's, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for, for these conversations. Thank you for, uh, for making podcasts and making beautiful art. Well, that, the beautiful bits, uh, d debatable, but we'll, I'll take it. Um, so, so yeah, like, can we talk a little bit about your path? Because I, I it's really interesting. And um, it's really interesting in that you work in windows. And on, on first glance, some people are going to say, now, what is the window? Can we shout out to the window company or would you rather not? Yeah, of course. No, that'd be great. Yeah. So, so our company is called Forest Windows. It's called yeah, check us out online. Forest. Yep. Okay. Forest Windows. You look it up online. I wanted to, I just want to touch on the beauty of 
stability in your life and what Windows has provided in that. Like, I think that's something that we sometimes look at and just go, oh, mate, are you seriously talking about Windows on a, what is this, a music industry um, (laughs) podcast? I don't even know what this is. But yeah, I do want to make that correlation because I interviewed Frank Paul a few months ago, um, weirdo artist from from Michigan, um, from Wyandotte, Michigan. And he said that was one of his like little nuggets of, of um, go listen back to that episode, please, gentle listener. That was one of his little nuggets of advice to say, find like a, a, a path that can sustain your um, creative life. So what role has win- have windows played in your creative life? That's, that's, a, a, that's great. That's a beautiful that's so question. True. Even just at it face is, value. Is, thank you. That is a beautiful question. I look at them every, I'm looking at one of them right now. They're beautiful. <laughs> that's a great question. Um, it's, you're right. It's, it, it has, it has provided uh, uh, stability and, mm. uh, and that sort of uh, gives a lot of room. Um, so it, it's, um, for a little background, it's a family business. I work for my dad, and uh, and he's been doing it forever, building windows, and then uh, and then started a distribution company, and uh, oh. and I started working for him fifteen years ago, which so sounds crazy. Something now. must like have it, must have been gone been right in that, eh? Yeah, fifteen yeah. years and ago. He, he had a conversation uh, recently. Uh, uh, another uh, company, one of the guys called from this other company, one of our competitors, and they were chatting. And he said, "You know, I'd really like my kids to get into the business." And he said, "You know, how how did that work out for you? And how did you get Sarah Kim to stick around so long? And and what happened?" And he made the comment that it was, and I I was there at the head office, as it were, yeah. and uh, and overheard this. And he said follow their dreams, let them do what they want to do. And, and it'll go. just keep going. There you go. And he nailed it. That, that was it. Can he you, always can you, re- can you repeat that? Can you repeat that? You just went a little fuzzy there and I want that golden nugget to come through. So. Yeah. Well, his, his thought on it was, was that, uh, you know, let me follow my dreams and, uh, and then I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be there to continue to do, do this it naturally. Stuff. Don't, and, don't force you to the water, I guess, or to the window in this case. Yeah. I think to the window. That's right. I think exactly. Okay. Um, Got it. And it, it was huge. He, he was hugely supportive. In fact, you know, would always ask what was going on musically, you know, what bands I was booking, what tour we were planning, um, what trip I was going to take. And, uh, yeah, just really, uh, really encouraged that part of my life and and gave lots of space for it. Um, yeah. You know, sort of never begrudged the time I was taking off work. Um, yeah. Never begrudged the, you know, the, the, yeah, the late nights or anything like you that. You respected it as part of your life, as part of your, your, the overall, yeah. the whole, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's been wonderful because it. Oh, go, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you're reminding me of Gino Robert, the interview I had with him as well, who his father owned a and ran in California a beauty business, and and he got into it and it helped him in his creative career. It just was yeah. a real foundational thing there. It sounds like I love your dad. Your dad sounds awesome. Just his um genuine support of the arts and as this is all part of it like it's i yeah. I, I, I don't want to undermine it i don't want to like i think because i think i'm i the more i look at things like this the more i'm like no nah, those windows are important in the bigger in the bigger picture you know 
It is. And, and truthfully, you know, it, it was a, it was a long time, a struggle. And, and I remember often, you know, those questions that come up when you're meeting people and someone says, what do you do? And, and I'd have to pick, oh, do I tell them about my arts life, my arts career? Do I tell them about windows and doors? Is, is one better than the other? Is yeah. one more meaningful or more true than the other? Um, so for, you know, a lot of years, I really kind of battled these two, but at, at the end of the day, it was a family business yeah. and um, I didn't want to walk away from it. And, and it's, it's, it's fulfilling and creative and interesting. Um, and then, you know, the arts business kind of kept doing what it was doing. But at this point, um, the two have really melded and there's uh, no more, you know, yeah. no more kind of concern about one over the other. They can, they can coexist quite nicely. And I'm, uh, and I'm, I'm proud of them both yeah. separately. The, um, the windows business is fascinating because we do work with, um, custom residential homes and and a lot of the builders that we're working with are trying to reach net zero building um, really energy efficient practices so go. we're working on rammed earth buildings we're working on ICF buildings cool. um, it's big glass it's uh, it, it's really um, it's really interesting and it, it's really progressive uh, builders trying to create something um, sustainable and uh, and something that's going to last a long time so so it's neat it's it's their creative projects so i yeah i feel feel pretty lucky to to be there uh, no, i know i re- i sincerely appreciate it i think it's all part of the bigger thing and i i, I like the like i remember talking to thompson egbo egbo a few years ago and he was like i'm gonna go get my real estate license and i was like in my in my initial i think i told him this even when i interviewed him it was like my initial reaction was like probably like what the bringing the negativity of like you, you know my mom when i told her i wanted to get into music you know um yeah well i mean we carry that to the you know it's like are you an artist only at the moment that you have given up everything else right not given but but where you you don't have any other kind of day job is that the definition of artist and and i I admit i i've i've really struggled with that too in my own arts creation Mm -hmm. i'm you know i make collage and i do projection art and um you know and felt unworthy in a sense as as an artist because I sold windows for a living and I booked tours and I was on the other side of the, the table. And, uh, and it's a process to, to develop mm-hmm. your artistic voice and your creative voice mm-hmm. and, uh, and to take pride in it. Or it was a process for me to, mm-hmm. um, to get there, to accept those, you know, and, and accept the role as an artist, as, uh, as creative thinkers and as storytellers rather than necessarily as your primary source of income. I mean, I oscillate on that idea. I'm just theorizing, but you, you know, and that's what I mean? where I was going though, is I think like, um, um, I saw something happen with Thompson. Like I, my initial thought was like, ah, man, what are you doing? Like, you gotta be playing. Like, don't give up. Don't give up. Give up. And then I, I just quickly in the same, I caught myself. I was like, no, no, wait a minute. Like I'm, I've met a ton of really interesting, creative people who are, or like have these elements, these like little pillars that they can stand on that like help them breathe a really fucking incredible um, artistic lives and, and, and execute really our artistic lives. And we all have our own paths to getting there. And when the, I noticed the minute he got his, his real estate license and, and he was making more music than ever. Like, it was just like, there's no point being, there's no right way to do this. Window yeah. windows and doors will open up some incredible artistic windows and doors. It's all part of the same thing. And who's to say that I like the way you're like finding the creativity and you've all, I remember speaking to you early in your, in, in your career. And it was like, yeah, there's creativity in, in windows and doors too. Like it's, it's just a different 
muscle, right? It's a different go at it. And I think it strengthens all that you do. So I, I dig it. I, I applaud it. That's why I wanted to shine a bit of a light on it. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's been, been a process to get to that, but, um, but I do too. It's uh, it's really special and, and family businesses are uh, charming. That, that is a spe- special thing. Like I, yeah. I feel so lucky to, oh, uh, nice. to work for my dad. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's neat. You did also mention, though, collage and projection. So when did I didn't know that about you until a few years ago when I was fascinated by seeing some of your work. Like, when did that start coming to be to be and and where do you want to go with that part of your of your your life? Yeah, that was um, uh, so I, I've been making collage and it always it started out as making cards for people. And I, I like homemade cards. And um, and then, you know, I just just, you know, it became kind of a, a practice. I, I was making a lot of collage and, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I joke because I don't actually have any talent. So, you know, it's it's collage is nice because you can cut things up and uh, bring them together. Um, but it was it was on those trips that like I, I uh, for a few years was going to Europe every year. I yeah. was going to the Jets Ahead conferences. Right. Uh, in Bremen and uh, and I was seeing all of this installation art and I was seeing projection art and I saw one project in particular where they had projected into the windows of this building and it was these people that were kind of stuck kind of like we are in these you know and sort of yeah. trapped yeah. in these boxes yeah. and I was just floored by it and uh, and so just started to dig in and was like how how do I do this and there, did, there you uh, are again the program. there you are again with the windows eh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I thought we had left that. that. I thought we had left that, but they're, they're back. They're back. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, uh, it, yeah, it was really. It was really moving. So I, mm. I wanted to explore it as uh, um, as an installation art, and then also, wow. I mean, it, it aligned really nicely with um, with music. And I, I've done a lot of work with uh, Eric Saint Laurent. This uh, guitar player, and uh, he has a, an electronic music project called Dr. Yanowitz. And uh, and so he said, why don't you do projection art? I'll play this, mm-hmm. you know, this electronic music and let's see what we can make together. Oh. And uh, it's it, it was a blast. And, and to me, it's wow. been about, um, you know, kind of creating an ambient um aesthetic just you know okay. some something that isn't isn't flashy or isn't trying to draw your attention it's i just was creating oh. vibe and yeah. uh and doing it by kind of creating these living collage behind wow. the band um so it's it's been really neat and i mean what's most fascinating about it is the mapping capabilities i'm in the middle of a storm here can you hear all of that i did There's, i did i did i yeah, thought someone was thunder, moving it's I, thought, rain. Okay, okay. Anyways, I thought someone was moving like uh a commode. Wow, that's thunder. No, oh. but it's thunder. It's thunder. Wow. It's pouring. Um, anyway, yeah. It uh, so the mapping is is really the most exciting part, and you can. Uh, I'm, I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. They do a lot in Montreal where yeah. they project on the sides of the buildings. Yeah, and I used to do it in it. Ottawa, and I was blown away with those guys at the Parliament Hill. They would light Parliament yeah. Hill. Part yeah. of the team I was on, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is nuts!" Like it's it's so cool, and it's so neat. I mean, I've seen it done beautifully, where you can actually like um, the, there was one with uh, uh, ballet, and they had yeah. uh, each of the the dancers were projected upon, and and oh, they it, it's just it's it's fascinating. So you're going like, there, right? Eh? You're getting into this stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got the program. Uh, it's I use Resolum, and uh, I got it a few years ago. And uh, okay. I mean, there's lots of great people out there. I remember early in it, I yeah. talking. 
to you by the fabulous artist Maylee Todd. Yeah. And she is so generous um, of spirit and so generous with uh, her info and was like, oh, check out this program and yeah. go do this yeah. and, and here's how you can explore this. And, yeah. you know, just keep talking to people. Um, I work with um, uh, Kelsey McNulty's project, yeah. Carlo, yeah. and uh, and Kelsey makes um, uh, stop motion uh, animation and uh, and so has created Unreal. all these loops. Yeah, and then I I took the loops and projected them, and, and so it, I mean it's just such a cool, um, yeah. It, it's it's improvised. You're you're just kind of making it in the moment. You get to play along with the band, and you're you're you know like it's it creates something really neat. It's it, it's cool. It's a cool medium. Oh my god! And I'm just learning. It's so early. That's it's, great. You know, That's really fantastic. Fun. No, I was really impressed by. I think you you put some of it up on your social media, and I was like, holy shit! Like, what is Sarah Kim up to? This is incredible. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's fun. Um, go back and listen, gentle listeners, to that prior episode of Maylee Todd. I believe episode number. Oh no! Now I'm on the spot. Uh, <laughs> hang on. The, now we can't edit this. Well, just just search on the if you're subscribing to Industry Tactics, search for Maylee. That was a fantastic interview, and yeah, we got into how fearless her approach to um to learning new software we we talked about oh, just gosh. that she's, all the mapping what, stuff that she's done sorry, yeah, sorry? She's, she's, she's been an inspiration all along ah. uh, you know otherwise because it to even to watch maylee is um yeah. is to watch fearlessness and, and you can't help but walk away from seeing her perform and not kind of go okay all right like i could do that i could you know like it, it just inspires this sense of uh of, of fearlessness and taking on the world and uh, yeah she's uh and she's kelsey uh, is it kelsey mcnulty is a prior episode so do. so do your homework you can connect the dots as i will do in my outro uh in the actual podcast um and i know this video is going to be playing live at some point through the jazz festival so as we wrap up, wow, we're going all over the place here, but that's awesome. I love the DIY spirit that you're tapping into there with people like Maylee inspiring you and Kelsey informing your your practice. Um, you do so many unique things, and I love how the Jazz Festival is like in the middle of, of all, all these other um, worlds that you kind of embody. And um, I just encourage you to, to keep keep punching and, and doing the good work. You know, it's it's exciting to see. Thanks, Rich. I feel the same way. Right back at you. Thanks for uh, thanks for making this stuff. Thanks for industry tactics. Uh, this is great. It's this a joy. Great. It it really is a joy to have um, stayed stayed connected as you were putting it and and learning a lot. Like I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. And I I love it more with every episode. And and case in point, right here. Thank you for all the learning. Like it's so much sharing going on. I I really feel like. Um, you know, that's it. I hope, that's, yeah, people are getting a lot. That's out of what's it. so cool about about hearing industry tactics too is is just that little that delve into to this to the artist brain. You know, I was yep. yeah re-listening to to some this afternoon mm -hmm. and uh, in particular um, Elena's, and it's it's so it's so interesting to um yeah. So thanks for for the platform for that. No, I I feel like I know you a little better now. So thank you for uh, for sharing. <laughs> and where where can people learn more now about as we wrap it? go to where do they got to go to to get uh that 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 free ticket to to, to jazz where can they go to learn yeah. more about the markham jazz fest 
Yeah, just online, markandjazzfestival.com. Okay. And, uh, and all of our lineup is there. Links to the YouTube are there. And uh, and it um, everything moving forward. And even after, I know some people will be watching this, it will be during the festival, so yep. this won't matter. But um, these will be available after the festival. And uh, and and we, um, yeah, we look forward to kind of having that as part of our offerings to uh, to sort of bolster our YouTube channel and uh, and have some some great music there as well. Well, thank you for all that you do. And where can people follow your work on, say, social media? Where can they find more about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm not super great with that stuff, but uh, but my Instagram uh, handle is uh, is at Skims. S K I M S Z. S Z. Yeah, like like the Juhas, you know, like those those Love crazy it. Hungarians. Love it. Love it. You kept it Hungarian there at the end. <laughs> Take care, Sarah Kim. Thank you again for being a part of this. Thanks so much, Rich. Appreciate it. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Sarah Kim, thank you so much uh, for all that you shared, the wisdom and the support. Uh, So coming up next week, we've got an interview I did from her studio in New York City, Brandy Disterheft, as part of this partnership with the TD Markham Jazz Festival. The next couple of weeks, we will celebrate getting ready for that festival on August 20th to the 22nd. And the week after that, episode 127 will feature a chat with Allison Ow. So um, excited to have those two special guests as part of this partnership. And Sarah Kim, thank you for, uh, for helping forge this partnership between Industry Tactics and the Markham Jazz Festival. I've never done something so silly. And uh, that's part of the creativity that we're trying to, uh, to explore during these weird times that we're all living through. So stay safe, everybody. If you want to learn more about my work, you know where to go. FriendlyRich.com. And we'll see you again next week on Industry Tactics. Bye for now.